Hello and welcome back to the Let's Backflip show. This is episode 15 and I'm Ryan Fring, your host, creative director here at Backflip. And this is a really fun one. John and I get to talk a lot about just the business and and how how we got here, things that worked, things that didn't. And this is one of those um, one of those ones that's things that we found have worked to get us here so far. So this is, uh, I think it's actually three things that John came up with that can be very helpful for your business. Um, so you'll definitely uh, have to write that stuff down. It's, it's all those simple adages and, and ideas that, that tend to be the best. And, and these are definitely some of the most simple ones. Um, we have been on the road a lot the last three weeks. And we're going on the road again next week. And then sometimes in September... So I'm just getting all this done early, getting it out there. Um, it's been a lot of fun doing these intros and outros while on the road, but I am looking forward to being back in the office for a little bit and able to just get this work done in the office um, because I love just when you're out on the road being present. And we actually had a really awesome experience where we're working on a short film on uh, like human trafficking awareness. And there was actually a protest outside of our window at the hotel we were staying in. We heard a little bit about it on Twitter uh, and from our contact. And then we saw it out the window. And the director and I, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, let's go film. So he's like, all right, you guys grab the stuff. I'm going to go talk. So he went down and talked to them for about 15 minutes. And we grabbed all our gear and went out and filmed uh, a bunch of interviews with them. And it was it was really, really awesome. They were really awesome. And that's, you know, if that's not the spirit of documentary filmmaking, I don't know what is. So that was just a fun little story from the last couple weeks that I wanted to share. And without further ado, here is episode 15 with John Shoemaker, other creative director here at Backflip, on three things that can help your business. All right, here we go. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to grow my business right now. This one. Yeah. So I, I mean, the caveat I should give the disclaimer is that, you know, it's not one size fits all. And, and if it was as easy as three know, things, watching a podcast or reading some article that was like, That's right here's one thing or here's three things to grow your business, then everyone would just do that and you would just grow your business. Yeah. But let's talk about a few things that I think are really useful ideas to keep in mind that can put you on the trajectory toward growth. I like it. Let's hedge our bets. <laughs> but we could sell this. That's what they do. Okay, so item one is do less things that other people can do so that you can spend more time doing things only you can do. Mm -hmm. So that, that whole idea is, it's trying to get at what are your strengths in your business or, you know, what is the thing that you really bring to your business that is the reason that you're there? And I think anyone starting out, or even if you've been in business for a while, it's really hard not to say, well, I know how to paint the walls. Mm -hmm. You know, I know how to put paint up or like I can do that. But we forget that extremely important, you know, time and money. Like these are the resources that we have mm -hmm. and 
you know, you may not have unlimited money, but you also don't have unlimited time. And you really need in business to balance is what I'm doing right now worth my time right now? Mm-hmm. Or could I, you know, could I spend some money? Could I hire somebody, whether it's an employee or whether it's a contractor uh, or some vendor, some other business to do this thing that is taking my time? But then the kicker is you need to use the extra time to do the things that only right. you can do. Right. So you can't just you can't just have somebody, you know, paint your walls when you need new paint mm-hmm. and then not do anything with that time. You have to you know, imagine taking all that time that you would have, you know, wasted doing something that you can get somebody else to do, but instead focused all that time on something really important. You know, what's the thing that mm-hmm. you do? You know, are you a writer? Are you a um, coder, developer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think that kind of gets to expertise and, and specialization. So now, how do you think, obviously, it's easy in a large business where you can have 20 different people doing, you know, even maybe 20 different things. In a small business, um, how, do you, how do you think about that? How do you approach mm-hmm. that, um, that same problem? I think what you would probably do in a small business is take that same principle and because we have limited resources, right? So if I, if I, I have limited time for sure, I have 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have limited budget. I can't just always do this. And so what you can do is you can make a decision about, do I need to do this right now? So that might be a better question to ask is like, do I need to repaint this wall right now? Mm -hmm. Or can that wait so that I can, focus on this other thing that is, you know, more focused on building my business or mm-hmm. growing my business or, you know, respond like doing the work that needs to be done. Uh, that is the main thing. It's assessment as well of like what things are valuable to do. But then it's just so hard for people to trust in that principle of like, yes, you, although you can do these things in theory, it doesn't mean that you should be spending your time mm-hmm. on them and that you have to trust a little bit about if you've identified what your skill area is. In theory, the more you do that, the better for mm-hmm. your business. You know, building a business and then getting to a point too where you're, you're really specializing and handing off those other things too that you, you excel at, but there's other people who can do them as well. And it makes me think about um, like even shooting and, and directing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, and we've talked about goals and what we want to do. Um, eventually, it'd be really cool to be able to make feature length movies all the time. You know, we're not doing that right now. Um, so we do a lot more, we have a lot more roles, but I would, I would love to be in a place where, um, we can own and and help run an agency. Um, but we might not even always be directing or writing or doing all that stuff, but we can really help guide. And I'm, you know, we, Mm -hmm. as in kind of the creative direction of this company, um, can really help guide how we do things and, and where the company goes creatively, but even, you know, directing and shooting. Um, I think those are things that eventually could be things that we hire other people to do because we can do better top level things, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and maybe, maybe not directing, um, but, uh, but even, you know, shooting and other things where it's like right now we're, we're the best at doing those. And so we're going to do those, but shortly, maybe not, maybe it's going to be better to hire other people and we can do more, uh, top end film, uh, marketing, things like mm-hmm. that. The next idea that I, that I was thinking of 
and all these things might sound very obvious when I say them, I guess, but they're just, you know, sometimes the simple answer is, you know, the best answer. So the next idea is, um, connect with your market or, or, you know, connect with your target audience. You know, your mm-hmm. what I was thinking about here was there is, especially with the way that we're connected now, uh, I sounds so old, like saying like, now that we have the internet, <laughs> like I had any, you know, useful part of my life before the internet. Um, that sounds, <laughs> anyway, no, but so that is, I mean, that, that is true. Like every, you know, six years of technology yeah. is drastically different. And, and there's a rule that, you yeah. know, the year it's halving, but, but even that like communication has changed a lot in the last six years from when we really knew what technology was. Yeah. I guess what I'm, what I'm getting at with this idea and what I was thinking about was, um, you can find a, a group of peers. Well, let's go that route as kind of the analogy. You can find a group of peers or a group of people with like interests, you know, like-minded people, um, just by spending some time, like, uh, getting connected with people through social media or, you know, connecting with the world online, Mm -hmm. um, way easier than you could, you know, 20 years ago. Right. So the same is true for business, but there's actually still a striking number of businesses that are not doing this. And there's certain industries that, you know, struggle more with this, like maybe some of the, you know, the trades like, you know, building industry, mm-hmm. if I'm a builder or whatever, um, they might struggle more than somebody in a technology industry because just by the nature of what we do, we're spending more time online, you know, running marketing campaigns mm-hmm. and engaging with people. But the basic idea is that we are so connected that there are people out there that are interested in what you have to offer. And it's, it seems so straightforward or it seems so obvious when I say it, but it's, but it's so true that you need to connect with those people that are looking for what you have mm-hmm. to offer. That's the way to grow your business. You can't grow your business by, you know, sitting and just looking at, you know, who's just right around me here. And then I'm, there's a limited number of people that I can come into access with. But if I can find a way to connect with that, that target audience or with my network that is interested, and I think, I think they are out there, this oversimplifies a lot of things about business. Mm-hmm. Like you need to have a good product, you need to do, you know, all that. But if I can oversimplify it, <coughs> the, this second piece is find the people that are interested in what you have to offer and then figure out, you know, you need to figure out a way to deliver that product to them, Mm -hmm. you know, but not enough people spend time doing that. So, you know, maybe that's a pitch for marketing and (laughs) services that we do, but, but it doesn't all fall into the category of marketing either, either. Yeah. So what are, what are some of those things that do fall into the category of marketing, um, in this regard that people can think about and, and start working on? And what are those other things that don't? You know, you need to find a way to stay. So not only connecting with new people, but also staying connected with your existing customers. Mm-hmm. So if you have a product that renews in some way, and again, this can cover lots and lots of industries. 
um, service industries are going to be big for this because that's that's an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people need that that service that you're providing. But even um, even industries, you know, even something with a long life cycle like um, a major appliance industry, so like selling water heaters. Mm-hmm. You know that that life cycle is is a very very long life cycle, and it's going to be, you know, a very different thing in the way that you sell that. But you need to find a way to stay connected with those customers that you have, uh, so that twenty years down the line, when they're ready to replace it, they're coming back to the same place. A lot of things may change in your business along the way, but but that's a way to um, stay connected with with your customer base. And that's, that's an interesting one too, because you do have a, you know, it's a 20 year replacement cycle, but give or take, but if somebody moves, you know, how do you get them to, to know about you? And I know when I moved to my house, there's a sticker, you know, from general heating who installed it. Um, but then I had some trouble with it and I called some called around to get some prices, had somebody else come out and fix it. They put their sticker on top. And, you know, I remember general heating, but now if something happens or if I need a new one or something, I'm going to call that sticker on there. So that's, that's the non-digital way, you know, but, but even that, how do, you know, I don't, maybe there's not an answer to this, but that's the challenge that they have of how do they market in that way that is maybe a lot more offline. How do you, in answering the question, how do you grow your business Again, it's it's hard it's hard to answer because it feels so obvious when you say it, but there's something that people are just that are struggling mm-hmm. don't do, which is if I have 20 clients and that's not enough to support what I'm doing or if I want more and I need to grow my business, again, it sounds like I'm saying like the most obvious statement uh, in of the year, but it's like you need to go connect with more mm-hmm. clients. And I guess what I'm trying to get at is is the encouragement of that there are people who are interested in what you do and your ability to go find those people in whatever in whatever way whether mm-hmm. it's marketing you can do word of mouth but if your your word of mouth network is only so big so you're going to have to get in your car and go drive somewhere and right. start meeting people or something um, so find those people they're they're out there and again like the world that we live in now makes it so much easier than a hundred years ago you know sitting in your little local town and Mm -hmm. just connecting with you know the five houses that were nearby and you can hopefully they just keep coming back to you when they need work right well and and with that there's that that adage of you know most small businesses fail within the first five years um, and what that says to me is, is the kind of reverse is it takes five years for many businesses to get going. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones who succeed, they're certainly the ones who have the product and it just explodes immediately. Uh, but for the rest of us, it takes a while to figure things out, you know, to figure these simple concepts out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's a good, um, encouragement that, yeah, they are simple concepts, but you have to do them. It's those who do them mm-hmm. and those who stick with them and, you know, renew and learn other things to do that are the ones that are around after five years, um, even though it is obvious, you know, like yeah. you said, I don't think there is a magic recipe, but it's thinking about it critically and actually doing. Yeah. And <clears throat> my last piece is going to sound maybe a little bit like the uh, opposite of the first piece of advice. So, what was our first piece again? The, the first piece of advice was 
uh, we'll just shorten it to do more of the things that only you can do. Mm-hmm. The last third piece of advice is uh, build the machine. So mm-hmm. this is something you can read about in lots and lots of business books and you know articles and advice. But essentially, it sounds like the opposite of the first piece, which is if your business can't run without you, mm-hmm. then it can't grow. Then, then it, can't ever, it can't ever grow beyond the amount of time and energy that you have. Mm-hmm. So you need to build a machine. And maybe this is where this, this does intersect or it does complement the first idea of doing more of what you can do. Because your business, you know that in and out, and you know that better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. And so building that machine or building the way that the business is supposed to work in your unique way, the unique perspective that you bring to it, that's something that only you can do. Mm -hmm. You know, you are most qualified to build that, you know, machine of your business um, or with, you know, other employees who you know have expertise in this area, mm-hmm. but bringing your unique perspective to your business, and then making sure that it runs, that that all the pieces fit together. Again, this is so, it's like all this abstract stuff. You need to you know take these abstract ideas and then apply them to your specific situation. And I can't get into all the specific situations, hypothetical situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's. I mean, in answering the question, how do you grow your business? That that's a way you can't, you know, if it's if you're required for every single thing, then your business can only ever be as big as your hours in the week mm-hmm. and your energy that you have. And if everybody, if every time there's a big question that comes up, everything has to stop and wait for you to respond. That's the the size your business can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can bring your unique perspective, build something that has vision that people can understand. This is it takes work. It's not easy to build the machine mm-hmm. either. Um, but if you can make something that is like still identifiable as your business, like yes, this is the thing that you built. Um, but then that runs, and other people can see the processes you've put in place. Um, that's a way that you can grow your business mm-hmm. as well. And that's an interesting thing that I found with our business now with Scott being a partner, um, but just kind of on that top level thinking about business, but then complemented with you and I who have some overlap in our skill sets where um, you go away or I go away and we can take up some of that slack from the other person. Um, but then I think the challenge that we face as well is figuring out what are those things that you do uh, that only you can do? What are those things that I do that only I can do? Um, and you know, how do we build that machine off of this and figure out, you know, how other people can do those, some of those roles as well to where we can be running at a capacity much greater than, you know, where we're at now. Cause mm-hmm. right now you and I are, are definitely the, the hang up on creative and, mm-hmm. and budgeting, um, because it all has to come through one of us. And uh, that's these are things that we're thinking about and slowly working on um, because that's that's maybe another challenge is you only have so much time. Mm-hmm. And so we spend a little bit of time building the machine. We're going to try to spend a little bit more time building the machine. Um, but, you know, we've wanted to build the machine for the last three years. Specifically, we're t- talking about, you know, building a business. So... There are some areas where some of these things, you know, you need to figure out how they apply or if they apply. 
because when we're talking about the ideas, you know, of cre- being uh, creative, mm-hmm. uh, being a director, uh, being a writer or something, you can't necessarily build a machine to replace the creative like insight that you have on a project and that's not what we're talking about here we're we're talking more about you know you might have different creative that comes in again specifically in our industry you might have other directors you might have other writers you Mm -hmm. might have but how do you run your production such that it is successful you know, it's profitable and everybody knows what to do. Everybody knows where to go. Mm-hmm. Everything makes sense. And you know, how have you assembled that? Mm-hmm. Y- you know, you're not going to replace your, you shouldn't replace yourself in the sense that you've completely wipe out all of your skill sets. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, so there, all these things are, you know, they're simple little phrases to use as ideas, but they're not like a rule of life that you can like apply to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah, I mean, I, I I think it is. There is, um, I can't remember the terminology. It's not, but it's it's kind of like estate planning. Like, hey, you know, in in thirty years or twenty years, we're going to be stepping away, mm-hmm. and my hope is that we have an agency that lasts. Yeah. Right? You know, eventually we hand it off, um, or eventually we're doing films, mm-hmm. or you know, we're doing films in the company, and things change, and. Um, so kind of like that, there's there's this organicness to it as well. Like you said, there's no one size fits all. Figuring out what your business needs are, mm-hmm. what your needs are, um, and then figuring out how to, how to efficiently support that through building the machine, mm-hmm. working on the things that only you can do. And what was the second one? We'll bring it all home. Uh, <gasps> connecting with your, connecting, your network yeah. or with your, your with target your, audience. Your audience. Your target customer. And, and we'll say that again, like it is simple. It's a simple concept, but reiterating things like that, I think is extremely helpful because sometimes we get lost and we get caught up Mm -hmm. like in ourselves, like, no, this is how we do it. Well, does your customer care? Maybe not, you know, and we, we find this a lot with rebrands or Mm -hmm. when we're working with clients on brands, here's all the ways we've done it. Well, why? Well, because somebody else did this and they did this and they wanted this. And then we'll, let's think about our, our customer on the whole and make all of this go towards that. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's maybe the biggest challenge is uh, how do you think about, maybe this could be an extra bonus, like how do you think about the time it takes to do the work of the business while also doing work uh, to build or grow the business? And, and that's maybe a good question that gets into an area uh, that not everybody has a luxury of thinking about, but is should you be running a business or should you be working in a business? Mm. Um, because you find that, oh, wow, I have to run, do all this businessy stuff. Mm-hmm. I have to like put these systems in place so that, and, and help other people like learn those systems and then run them. And you find, you know, I'm not spending all of my week directing or writing or doing creative things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the difference between, you know, if you want to talk about job satisfaction, you have to find out, well, do, do you enjoy that? Do mm-hmm. you enjoy making that transition into, guess what? You're, you're a business owner, mm-hmm. like that role. And there are things that that means that is different. Oh, that grammar is not working in that sentence. <laughs> uh, but that's, that is different than being a a creative director in an agency mm-hmm. or something. Um, you know, you can, you can spend your time focusing in this role or you can 
run a business and that is also a role. And then you may wear other hats that, you, you know, you have to step into that. But, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know oh, it's, where it's, the answer to that question landed. But. Yeah, but it's a good consideration as well to think about. Yeah. So any other closing thoughts, pearls of wisdom, boom, boom, do it's it. It's a horse apiece. All right. That's our episode for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in and please don't forget to subscribe, like, share it with your friends and also leave us your feedback your rating in apple or google or wherever your podcasts are sold that stuff is just going to help other people find the podcast more easily so please let us know what you like about it other things you want us to talk about anything just let us know we'd love to talk to you um yeah tune in next week for another episode bye (laughs)